Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome. Today's workshop topic is willingness is the key. My name is Cindy, and I'm a compulsive, a compulsive eater and the moderator for this workshop. Our speakers today are Kimberly and Larry. Let's start the meeting with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will not mind be done. Each speaker will have 20 minutes, and then the floor will be open for two-minute shares. Audio for the session is being recorded and will not be edited before it is made available for listening online. By sharing, you consent to be recorded. Anyone wishing to remain anonymous should use a fictitious name or refrain from sharing altogether. Closed captioning is available. Click live transcript. Please respect the anonymity of all who attend by not recording audio or taking screenshots. Here is some Zoom information. Attendees are automatically muted. Please stop your video if you are walking around, eating, or chewing gum. We ask that you rename yourself to your first name and last initial. Please feel free to add your state, province, or country. Until the speakers are finished, you will only be able to chat with the host or co-host. Two hour speakers, the timer will signal when five minutes remain and when time is up. The timer is Carmen. Um, our first speaker is, I'm not sure which is the first speaker, Kimberly. Our first speaker is Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Cindy. Uh, thank you everybody for being here. It is um, the, the second best thing to be at an, being at an in-person convention is being at a Zoom convention. So I'm grateful to be here with everybody and grateful for all the people giving service. I'm uh, Kimberly. I'm a compulsive overeater. I am just outside of Hartford, Connecticut. I've been in OA since May of 1986. And I've been abstinent since September of 1986, and I'm maintaining a 65 or so pound weight loss. And I would say that willingness has definitely been the key to maintaining a healthy body weight and some level of sanity. So I love this topic. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what I was like before program. And I'll show you one picture that I have um, the uh, picture of me with the uh, blondish brown hair there is me uh, when I uh, was just after high school and just after I graduated from high school. It was not my top weight. And the uh, picture with the gray hair is pretty much what I look like now. Um, on a good day anyway, when I uh, ha have got a little bit of makeup on. Um, what I will tell you is a little bit about my story I was fat as far back as I can remember. I was the fattest kid in grade school and one of a few fat kids in high school. I went on many, many diets over the years, like many of you, and I was always willing to try a new diet. I never could understand why I didn't have the willpower 
to stay on the diets. I'd lose a few pounds and I'd gain even more when I got off the uh, diet. In my last year of high school, I was highly motivated and I lost 50 pounds, 50 pounds on a crazy and very unhealthy diet. That was the thinnest I'd ever been. And when I left for college uh, at that weight, I was a size 14. And by the time I got home two months later, I had regained every single pound. I had regained 15 pounds. That was almost a pound a day. My new clothes didn't fit. I was the fattest girl in the dorm and one of only two obese girls on campus because I counted. After that, I never lost significant weight again. I hated being fat, as you could imagine. And like you, I wanted desperately to lose weight. I was ashamed of how I looked, and I was ashamed that no matter what I did, I couldn't stop stuff in my face. When I graduated from college, I had a French major, so I moved to Paris, where I was obsessed with my obesity. When I rode the the city bus, I took up more than one seat, and I hated it when I had to sit next to somebody or even more, hated it even more when someone tried to sit next to me in half a seat. On the subway, I was always on the look to find other obese people. And it was a city of millions of people in the subway, and I never saw anyone obese. The worst thing about living in Paris was, frankly, that I couldn't buy clothes in my size. It was the early 80s, and uh, they just didn't make clothes uh, in my size. I'm sorry for the phone ringing in the background. It's spam, I promise. While I was living in Paris, I heard about something called Overeaters Anonymous. I called the number in the church newsletter, and I ended up in an OA meeting at that church in Paris. I went to my first OA meeting on May 14th, 1986, and I've been coming ever since then. And in that first meeting, in those first couple of meetings, I was amazed to find that I was not the only one who ate despite hating myself for eating. I was amazed, I need a stronger word, to find that other people had inner thigh chafing. I I didn't know that anybody else wore their insides of their thighs till they were raw. And I was so ashamed of that. And I found, uh, I found other people that experienced that. And I found people who, like me, binged because they hated f- being fat. And I always thought I was pitiful for that. The incredible thing is that most of these people were no longer fat. They were no longer fighting food. And the thing that blew my mind, it was May. And all I could think about was what's going to happen when it's my birthday in July And these people in OA didn't care if they ever ate any birthday cake again. They gave me so much hope. I had never known anybody who had lost significant weight and maintained the weight loss. So I began to do the things they did, even though I did not believe everything they said. I did not believe I was a foodaholic or a food addict. I believed I was fat, but I didn't argue about the the relationship with alcoholism or addiction. I kept my doubts to myself and I did most of what they suggested. And at the time, I did not know that that was willingness, but it was. 
And that little bit of willingness got me started on the journey of recovery and ultimately led me to the 12 steps. They had AA literature and the four today. It was uh, in the mid 1980s. So we didn't have an OA 12 and 12 at that time. I read the big book and I thought it was interesting, kind of like reading a novel, but I didn't see how I was like those alcoholics. I just didn't buy it. But there was something about the people in the meeting who were no longer fat that fascinated me. So I did what they told me to do. I was going to meetings and they told me, oh, you should go to one more meeting. And I just didn't argue. I thought it was a waste of time, but I went to one more meeting. I read the big book because they told me to read the big book. And I didn't tell anybody that it didn't apply to me. I got a food sponsor and the food sponsor helped me work out a food plan. And my food plan was 3001, 3001, three meals a day, zero food in between, zero sugar, one day at a time. And I, I thought it was my diet. I don't know why, but I called my food into a food sponsor every day. And if someone said, try this, I pretty much tried it because it would I was not willing to argue. I guess it was willingness to not argue. I didn't know it then, but that was really, all of those things were a beginning of a little bit of willingness. I like to say that my people pleasing and my dishonesty helped me find more willingness because I did what they said. Uh, I did not tell anybody, but I planned to leave the minute I got thin. But a strange thing happened. As I took new actions, like going to that extra meeting or reading that extra paragraph, I started relating more to the people in the meetings. I slowly began to see myself and some of those characters in the big book. And over time, over years, I realized that it didn't matter whether I believed or not. It only mattered that I was taking some actions. And in hindsight, right actions led to right thinking led to right beliefs. And I guess that has turned out to be one of the core basics of my recovery. It's the saying that I can't think myself into right actions, but with willingness, I can act my way into right thinking and into recovery. And that's why willingness is so important. It's, uh, I think because I was willing to do things that I thought were BS, it, it didn't matter. They still helped. It's like not believing a Band-Aid will cover up my, my uh, injury, but a Band-Aid will protect my injury. Uh, for example, I didn't think the big book applied to me, but they told me to read uh, more about alcoholism. And I said, okay, I'm not an alcoholic, but okay. And I read it. That was willingness. Uh, I didn't think I needed to go to another meeting, but they said, oh, you should go to the Wednesday step meeting. And I said, "Uh, I I guess I don't have anything else to do on Wednesday. I'll go. That was willingness. Wasn't very pretty. It wasn't gracious. It wasn't spiritual. Uh, It was begrudging. I was begrudgingly willing to try actions that worked for others, even though I didn't believe they would help me. And come to find out with lots of years of hindsight that willingness is a decision to take action and it is a detaching from resistance. So for example, I decide to take an action and it it might be 
just being open to trying something different for right now, going to another meeting. It's not the decision to never eat sugar again. Uh, I was not willing to never eat sugar again, but I made a decision to not eat sugar right now. It's letting go of the thoughts that say in my head, I won't give up sugar or I can't give up sugar. I actually told myself, oh, yes, I will eat sugar once I get thin, but I won't eat any sugar now as long as I'm fat or I won't buy candy at the register right now. I can get it this afternoon or tomorrow. It's a decision to take the smallest action or refrain from the smallest action. Willingness is detaching from resistance that I feel about something I don't want to do. Uh, It's letting go for me of that clench fist that says, no, I won't do it. You can't make me do it. That, you know, my inner six-year-old and being receptive to maybe, maybe doing something different. I think uh, with my inside voice, I won't do that. I can't do that. And willingness is saying, okay, don't do that. Uh, What will I do? Or my best way of detaching from resistance was saying, oh, the heck with them. I'm going to do it just to show them it doesn't work. Now, that was a very lousy attitude on myself, but it detached me from resistance. So screw them. I'm going to show them it doesn't work. I'm going to do it. That was willingness. Uh, Letting go of resistance also meant for me not telling people in the meeting that I fully attended intended to eat sugar again. Uh, I didn't argue. I didn't, my sponsor told me to say the serenity prayer three times a day and anytime I wanted to eat and letting go resistance meant that I didn't point out that I didn't have an opinion on God. So how could I pray? I I didn't argue. And I said the prayer because I was going to show her it didn't work. And those little things in recovery, I call those incremental willingness. Uh, Bill Wilson said, willingness is the key, is essential to recovery. And I found that incremental willingness will get me started. Uh, There are lots of things in life that outside of OA that we don't think about, but things we don't want to do, but we're willing to do. And I was trying to think of some non-recovery examples, and I'll just give you one. And that is Uh, I know a lot of people who have pets, cats, dogs, birds, and those people have a lot of willingness because willingness is the key to owning a pet. I don't think anybody likes picking up poop or cleaning a litter box, but people who have pets are willing to deal with poop. That's just one of the two great uh, examples that I can think of. Um, willingness is harder sometimes, uh, when it comes to our disease than when it comes to a a litter box, uh, but incremental willingness, taking those small actions I have found leads to more willingness and more willingness will get me some at some point into the steps. Willingness can also be cultivated. Bill Wilson said that Willingness is willingness to grow is the essence of all spiritual development. I think I misquoted him before, but uh, the good, so the good news is it can be cultivating acting is cultivated acting as if can lead me to willingness or at least incremental willingness. 
if I'm not willing to go to any links, I can ask myself, am I willing to go to a little links? And I love this slogan that I think helps me be willing. Life by the mile is a trial, but by the inch, it's a cinch. So if I can't be willing to do the big thing, I'm not going to commit to doing the 12 steps. I'm not going to commit to uh, not eating that ever again. Can I commit to read step one or the first paragraph of step one, inch by inch, life's a cinch. And then the craziest thing is um, I have on occasion cultivated willingness by praying to be willing to be willing And the first time I said that prayer, God, please help me to be willing to be willing. I had just flipped off a guy in a car. Maybe it's an anonymous program. You can't tell anybody I'm married to about that. I might've flipped off somebody in the car. And I recognized that that wasn't um, a good recovery behavior. And I prayed, I, I, I was mad. I couldn't pray to let go of the anger so I asked God to let me be willing to be willing to let go of the anger. And I laughed at myself because it was so ridiculous. So sometimes that little prayer comes in handy. So that's the good news. I can cultivate willingness. And I haven't flipped anybody off since that time. Um, uh, the bad news is that willingness requires action. And I got to- Kimberly, yeah, five minutes. Oh my goodness, Carmen. Ah, willingness requires action. Uh, That comes through loud and clear in the big book. Uh, It comes loud and clear through the OA 12 and 12. And uh, it comes through loud and clear uh, in the AA 12 and 12. Um, So the actions uh, can be big or small, but it's, Sometimes it just requires practice. I mean, in a way, developing willingness is like doing anything. I, 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 I learn to do something by practicing it. And, you know, if I'm trying to learn to ride a bicycle, then I practice in my driveway with training wheels. And then I practice in my driveway without training wheels. And, and developing willingness is the same thing. It, it can come in small steps. As I said, I was willing to listen without arguing. And then ultimately, after a long time, uh, I became willing to do something different. The, the most important small step I ever made in willingness was being willing to postpone taking the first alcoholic bite. You know, I told you, I said, you know, I'll eat the sugar tomorrow. Um, that, that got me sober, just telling myself, I won't eat it today, I'll eat it tomorrow. And willingness doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, I've already given examples about how willingness wasn't necessarily gracious and spiritual. Uh, It's just whether I do it graciously or not graciously, it's taking a positive action, even a small one. Deep breath. So willingness has definitely been the key to my recovery. I, I, I like to talk about it. I like to go to willingness meetings. That's why I signed up for it here. That's why I talk about it if I'm leading a retreat. Uh, and uh, I was delighted yesterday to see a reading in The Voices Recovery that I thought was a great way to kind of pull it all together. Uh, it talks about how hope, courage, and willingness are a strong foundation for our journey of recovery. So I'm going to read that paragraph to you in my 
voices. It says that hope was the first gift I was given. When my sponsor put her arms around my obese, smelly body, she said it never has to hurt like this again. In spite of my doubts, I felt hope. With that hope came courage. A deep inner courage resides within each of us. The disease has for so long told us that we don't have enough courage, but that is another one of its lies. Tapping into that courage requires only the tiniest bit of willingness willingness to change, to take a chance that the literature and the people with long-term abstinence are telling the truth and that we deserve recovery. Hope, willingness, courage. I didn't know how hopeless I was before OA, but hope was the first gift I was given. I was scared, but I had the, what it calls here, the courage to take little steps. And that hope in those little steps led me to willingness and following the willingness by even the smallest action brought me to recovery and has been the key to my recovery, inch by inch, pound by pound, and step by step. Thanks. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Kimberly. And our next uh, speaker today is going to be Larry. So Larry, we're ready when you are. Okay, yeah, hi, I'm Larry, a grateful compulsive overeater, very grateful to be here. Um, I started my program back when my wife and I were living on Long Island, but now we are currently living in Indiana since I've been retired. Um, this February will be nine years in the program as well as almost nine years abstinence. Um, I'm finally grateful to be able to turn around the weight gain I started upon retiring to slow it down and actually start losing weight. And it's coming off very slow, but it's coming off for that. I am very grateful. I'm going to do some things slightly different, but here we go. Sometimes when I am dark and I don't feel like you're around, the Lord, means also for me, not knowing that all the while you're working to see. If when I'm bumper than fire, I come out shining like gold, oh Lord, please don't ever stop working with me till you see I can be all you want me to be. Ah, uh, 
to hear you are you able to speak because we cannot hear you so can you go back to your qualification can you go back to your qualification please Are you able to speak, Larry, rather than saying we'd like to hear yeah, you speak? Yeah, I'm Drew now. Thank you so much. Can you go back to your speaking? Thank you. Sorry. Give me one second here. The silly thing is. Um, and um, just also, the other day I saw on Voice Just for Today, the, something was very appropriate to what I was saying on October 20th. Patience is the brilliant, is a bitter plant, but it has sweet fruit, German proverb. Waiting is one of the worst things to ask of a compulsive overeater. If I don't see results immediately, I get discouraged. I am in the days when I fought 
one obsession with another. I dieted compulsively and jumped on the scale compulsively. I could put up with an with any discomfort, any deprivation for varying lengths of time, as long as I did not have to suffer a plateau. To diet and lose no weight was intolerable. Clearly, when something is intolerable, it is abandoned. And so went every re reducing scheme. Thank God I am not here to diet and lose weight. I am in OA to turn my life around and I'm willing to wait. Um, one of the first things I talk about is being patient. Um, I had discovered a while back that when I was sitting having my breakfast, if I wasn't being patient, I would find myself with a mouthful of cereal that I hadn't swallowed yet. I need to be patient and chew each bite and then swallow. Um, I've also had another health incidence recently where I one of the few exercises because of my arthritis to do is doing sit-ups where I sit down on the end of the bed and do them. Um, I did not realize until after the one cat we had had passed that she was actually helping me pace myself while doing my sit-ups because when I did this, she would come sit between my legs and every time I sat up, she wanted me to pet her. And when she died between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, it wasn't long before I was just trying to see how fast I could get them done because I didn't have enough time to take my time, which caused me to have nosebleed one night as I was finishing taking my shower around midnight it just wouldn't stop. And my wife had actually rushed me to the emergency room until the, so it didn't stop until they actually cauterized it. And so now I find that I'm spending in, and pretending that cat is still there and do, trying to pet her in between each setup, occasionally scratching her under the chin while this, the other cat realized what was going on. So she came up on the bed and laid there. Now I can scratch her under the chin every so often, but in true cat fashion, she only does it when she wants to, not when every time I do it like the other one did, but I have to be patient to know that even if she's not there, I have to take that time between each sit-up so I don't rush them causing my nose to bleed. Um, the other, talking about the health issues now, the other thing with that is having the patience to wait and willingness to wait is uh, my wife and I seem to be playing tag with our health these days and throughout most of our married life. And right now she's dealing with heart failure and we want our answers now. We don't want to have to wait because this is a very vital organ of her life and we don't want to have the willingness or the patient to wait for the, for the healing to happen. We'd like to see results right away and it's not happening. She's little by little improving, but it's not where we want it to be, not what we want it to be, but we have to be willing to trust, and willing to wait, to know that this will eventually work and help and become what it needs to be. And with that requires a bit of patience and waiting, 
which is not an easy thing for a compulsive reader to do. And for its final for that with most part for me is that I have to be patient and willing with myself to wait. Sometimes when the process doesn't go the way I'd like it to or the way I think it should, I get frustrated and the old me would just say, I want to give up and run away and never try again, never do this again. And I can't do that now. It's once I commit to something, once I say I will do something, I will do the best I can to my ability to, to be able to do it, even if it might frustrate me along the way and knowing that I need to do the best that I can and hope that it'll work out with the guidance of my higher power to trust and to be willing to do what we need to so that I can, and waiting for the answers to come, not expecting them right away, which is not an easy thing to do because as compulsive readers, we want what we want when we want it, not when we need it or when it's the right time. And we have to learn to trust in that and in our higher power, knowing that everything will come when the time is right, or if it's not the right time, it'll just fall away and just have to be able to do the best with that. And that's pretty much basically all I have. So it may not have gone the whole time. I may have more time left, but I am through, but I will put my contact information in the chat if you want. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Okay, so um, we will now open the floor for two minute shares. Can the host please open the chat to all? If you want to share, please use your raised hand function found under the reactions. If you need help, you can chat with the host. If you're using a phone, press star nine. When it is your turn to speak, the moderator will call on you and you will be prompted to unmute. Please unmute to speak. The timer will signal when time is up and we have two minute shares. Um, let's see, tell where you're from and how long you have been in OA when you introduce yourself. Please remember that our traditions state that OA has no opinions on outside issues. Some examples of outside issues are politics, religion, diets, treatment programs, non-OA approved literature, and other 12-step fellowships. Please avoid outside issues in your share. Please stick to today's topic, which is willingness is the key, and the meeting is now open for shares. Excuse me, Cindy, am I calling on people or you? That would be great if you would do that. Thanks, I can Cindy. do that. Thank you. Please raise your hand if you have something you would like to say. Um, Lise from Quebec. Yeah, hi, I'm Lise from Overeater. And uh, I am from Quebec, yes. And um, I have two years in OA. Um, thank you, Kimberly. I would have listened to you more. So I thought maybe there would have been a question session. I would have asked you to expand on willingness. 
Um, thank you. L Larry, I wish I could have heard that song. I'm sure it's good. Um, so it's something we missed out. And you really touched my heart uh, talking about the cat because it's the same for me. Um, we have messages from all, from God uh, from all kinds of places and it can come from the cat and for me they are there to ground me and remind me to come back to word and act with my heart and out of love thank you both for your share makes me willing thank you Lise uh, Rebecca would you please share Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm a compulsive overeater, food addict. Um, I I really was uh, I was glad to see the subject of willingness um, as one of the topics. Um, for me, it's <laughs> I I sound like a broken record, but every meeting I go to now, I just keep saying the same thing because I. I come and go with willingness, you know, I feel willing for a while and then I lose my willingness um, because I, well, one of the things that bothers me, I guess, and I guess I, I have to work on acceptance. I know that is that I didn't get struck 25 years ago with abstinence and stay abstinent. And then you hear so many of those stories and it's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> And, and then it's like, but why me? <laughs> why not me? And so I have to stop feeling that way, I know. And I have to accept that the path I've taken is the path I've taken and just be willing to move forward today, um, abstinent and, and doing my best to, to be well. Um, my physical being is suffering from a lifetime of compulsive overeating. And I know that logically, but uh, the compulsion to overeat is so strong sometimes, you know. And um, so for today, I'm abstinent. I've been abstinent again after a, a relapse for about 11 days now. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, I'm grateful that this convention was this weekend. It would have been nice to see you all in person, but this is good too. And um, thanks for organizing it. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, Carol F., please. Hi, I'm Carol. I'm a compulsive overeater, a total addict when it comes to food. So grateful for the topic um, because um, I just have been so grateful um, for all the reading that I'm doing now and for all the support that I'm getting now and, and that there's so many steps of willingness that I've taken, the willingness to when I'm feeling anxious to get into my bedroom and make phone calls to people, the willingness to cook the right foods for myself, the willingness to take a walk, um, which took so much time to realize how 
how to take care of myself and that taking care of myself doesn't mean that I'm not um, responsible to be a human being and be kind, caring, and loving to other people, but that if I don't know how to take care of myself and love myself, then um, then I have such a harder time being in recovery, and um, and that I really know that I'll never be recovered because this compulsive overeater is a total addict when it comes to food and um and to realize that food is not what um what is going to give me happy joyous and free that i can easily go back to being the carol that was totally consumed with eating, with um, not connecting to a higher power. Time. And just so grateful that you're all here today and that you're all um, wanting to be in recovery and, and working towards it one step at a time. God bless you all. Thank you. Natalie, would you like to share, please? everyone. My name is Natalie. I'm a compulsive eater, bulimic, and compulsive exerciser. Um, I really like the idea of willingness today. Oh, sorry. Um, And I think that the thing that I'm being reminded of right now is that the willingness is just for today. And it's not for you know, the next day or yesterday or anything like that. But it's, you know, we do all this stuff and we go through the whole program and it's really just for today. And that's all that, that I can, uh, I can do. That's, that's all the program wants me to do. And I really liked hearing um, willingness is detaching from resistance because uh, like a decision to take or not take an action and it's just for today that's all I gotta do is just detach from the resistance for one day one hour um so I'm so grateful for the reminder of that and to keep coming back thanks Pass. thank you Natalie um Mark please share thank you my my name Mark I'm a compoto leader and a bulimic and glad to be here no Another day to do a life on life terms. Uh, we my friends, here you are, it's on the top. Thank you, Kimberly and Larry. Yeah, I, I knew y'all too long, long time. You're both dear friends, especially you, Kimberly. Um, willingness. Mm, step three, made a decision to turn my will in my life over to care guy as I understood him. Wow, can't can do that. Is it hard? Mm, no, nah. not for me because my mommy, mommy, mommy did not, uh, we would say, do out there in our head. Nah, she, 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 she was loving and kindness uh, of putting it inside our life and see if we going to follow it. And we did. And uh, that willingness to let go of my crazy will when my will didn't care about me. My will want me to dead to be dead. And um, but that didn't happen. No. 
uh, set to God will. And, and I went into the stay inside that wonderful fellowship to keep on growing, to live to 12 steps and apply step three and the other ones into my life one day at a time. And I'm doing that. And uh, I'm going to keep on listening to wonderful people inside this fellowship. And, um, and my will is God in the fellowship. Glad to be here. Glad to see y'all. And I love you today. Have a better day, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Mark. Um, I'm going to take a share. Um, I Things that I heard uh, expressed were just, uh, I related to so much. For years and years, I kept myself outside of working the program because I um, rationalized one one sentence or one word um, beyond another in in the big book or in a, in a meeting, and um, ultimately, I ended the debate by saying, "Pardon the dog in the background, if you can hear her." Um, I ended the debate where it was like. I don't care if I'm in whether I am an addict or can eat sugar or I can't eat sugar. I um I want the serenity and the skills and all that these other people in the room seem to have and therefore I'm going to do what they're doing. I am willing to do what they are doing in order to get what they have. Um as well as I, for years, and I still continue to ask myself, if I think this way, why aren't I acting that way? And what I know is I can't think myself into right action, but I can act myself into it. And all I have to do is be willing to take a tiny step, a tiny action, because I see everything that I take that moves me even in the close to the direction of recovery is a step toward recovery. Um, I firmly believe in progress, not perfection. And I look for my progress in each and every step that I take. And thanks for letting me share. And uh, my Miss Cindy, would you like to share? I would. Hi, everybody. My name is Cindy and I'm living in the solution. And, you know, willingness is part of that solution for me. Uh, Thank you so much, Kimberly. I loved listening to you as someone else shared. I could have listened to you all afternoon. It was just a pleasure. And Larry, thank you so much for your share as well. Um, I, um, there were a lot of things that I heard. I wrote down a couple of little messages for myself, but there are something that, you know, came to me is that, you know, that whole idea, um, I came in and I wanted to change so badly and was I willing to do what I was being asked to do? And, um, you know, some of that message was just do a little bit, like you don't have to figure out your life's problem today, right? One step at a time, one little incident, one little situation at a time, one little assignment at a time, whatever it was going to be. I have a friend in program who always says, I love the way she says it. She says, little by slowly, little by slowly, I'm getting better. And I, and I think it's true. 
Um, and for some reason, when I was listening to the share, I, I wrote, um, you know, talking a little bit about practice, right? Learn by practice. So practice makes progress. In the past, for me, it was pro practice makes perfect. That is such, you know, hard thinking for me. Is that my time, Carmen? No. Not yet? Okay. 30 so, seconds. 30 seconds. I'll be quick. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I run my life in a place where I am willing to be willing to be willing. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, like I heard in the other share, I'm not patient and I'm not willing to wait. I want things when I want it and I want it now. So um, willingness is key. I want to be different and I'm going to keep working this program for the rest of my days, one day at a time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Beth, please. I am Beth, compulsive overeater, bulimic and anorexic. Um, I got so much. Kimberly, I've heard you yeah, just a couple of times before. <laughs> Hello from New Hampshire. And Larry, thank you for your share also. I got something from both of you. Um, I could identify with the small actions of willingness. Um, my One of my former sponsors um, used to say things like, well, what will you commit to this week? And I would say it knowing I wasn't going to do it. And then finally, she started, she had patience with me, which is something I heard this morning too, that, that patience is important for willingness. I don't have a lot of patience, that is. Um, and she would say, well, are you willing to do this? And just one small action this week. Okay. By the end of the week, I can do that once. I can read that page. I can journal one day. I can answer a question in the workbook. I can, I, I, I can do that. So those were small steps. I call baby steps of willingness. Um, and what was the other thing? Um, I love the term incremental willingness that first I was willing to do this and then I was willing to do that. You know, are you willing to go to one intergroup meeting? You don't have to commit. I went to one. I loved it. And, you know, willing to, to go to region. Are you willing to go to work? And so little, little, as I love that little by slow, um, I learned to do service on different levels. Um, now I am dealing with, as I heard, at the aging and recovery, that um, adjustments to food plans because, um, boy, I'm eating the way I ate 20 years ago. But you know what? I put on weight and it's not coming off by eating how I ate 20 years ago or the exercise level that I did years ago. <sighs> Am I willing to change that? Time? Um, yeah, I am. I'm willing to take that small baby step. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry, uh, Leanne, please share. That's okay. Hi, I'm Leanne, a compulsive overeater and food addict. And um, when I think about willingness and, and think about the things that were shared today, so appreciate both of the, the speakers today and, and all of you who have shared. Um, when I think about willingness um, I have to think about my breaks. 
that I, I've been in program a little over a year and unfortunately have had a few breaks. Um, I, I say thank God they're not binges. I just put food in my mouth that was not mine at that time. And that is a break. And when I when I think about when I came into program, the the major thing that I was willing to do was I I use the word submit a lot in in the beginning. And and my sponsor would say, we do surrender things. Um and and I I caught that subtle switch, the surrender, the being willing to do what I was asked to do. But the major thing that I was willing to surrender to was my higher power. And I felt like that my higher power led me to my sponsor, led me into the program, led me to my sponsor, and therefore, in surrendering to my higher power, I would surrender to my sponsor. And so when I come up against things um, that that maybe I am resisting a little, then then I I recognize, okay, you just need to you just need to be willing. You just need to be willing. Just lay it down and be willing to do this next Time. right thing. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you. We still have time. Thank Oh, Carmen, please. <laughs> now I'll set the timer for me. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Carmen. I'm a compulsive reader. Um, thank you very much to Kimberly and Larry for your service. Uh, willingness uh, is the key. Yeah, I realize now that when I came in 41 years ago, I was willing to do something, but what I didn't know. And the first year I was willing to go to one meeting a week. That's all I did for one year. But I knew I belonged. And I did hear that then also. Uh, you know, pray for the willingness to be willing. And that's what I started to do. So the beginning of the second year, I started to work the program, got a sponsor, started working the steps, really took it seriously, went to two, three meetings a week and so on. And become, I think it's a process, you know, and we talked about st little steps, you know, I'm willing to do this little thing today, you know. Um, so anyway, that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. Anyone else want to take a share before we close the session? Okay. Thank you for attending this session. And let's us let us close with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity, serenity. to accept, accept the things, things I cannot, I cannot change. change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen.
Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. Thank you.